You guys, not gonna lie, I had a total vulnerability hangover after publishing the last episode. It is so important to me to show up honest and real with you guys here. I don't want any mama out there thinking that she is the only one going through what she is going through and the only one feeling the way she feels because you're not. You're not alone. Motherhood can be so friggin' hard. Everyone struggles. And I mean, everyone, just not everyone talks about it, really talks about it. We are really good at saying good, fine, all good. Everyone and everything is all good. When someone asks us how we are doing, even if it is the furthest from the truth and we are barely keeping our heads above water, we continue to give the light, polite, and comfortable answer. So truly, it is so important to me to be honest in sharing the struggles I've gone through and the things I'm still working on in motherhood, in marriage, as a woman, in my parenting and my solo parenting journey. But it can still be really friggin' hard and terrifying, you guys. Sharing things we struggle or have struggled with is hard. I will share something and then my ego tries to like chime in right quick and shut it down. Like, what the heck are you doing? Are you insane? That's not safe. What will people think if you admit to having flaws and hard times as a mother and as a human? Oh, it just all sounds so ridiculous when I lay it out for myself like that. Like, duh, of course we are going to have hard moments, hard seasons, imperfections, and areas we are going to need to work on because we're freaking human. We are human, you guys. Uh, so I just wanted to have full transparency with you guys about my own winner, inner work that I'm doing around all that. Reminding you and myself that this is a safe and supportive community that we are creating here. That we can share it all, bear it all, work through it, and move beyond it. And I'm so thankful for that. Today we are going to be chatting about something that I am working at getting better and improving again because I've definitely been slagging and got a little too relaxed with it. And that is proper sleep hygiene and a solid bedtime routine. I have six great tips for you to improve both your sleep cycle and sleep quality, even as a busy mama with young kids, babies, and a partner that works away. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Grab a notebook and let's get to it. Are you a mama that often solo parents while your partner is away? Are you finding yourself in a season of constant struggle? Are you sick of always feeling overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and disconnected? and not really sure how to get unstuck? Hey friend, and welcome to Solo and So Well Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Turkoff, and I so believe you were meant to land here. I know what you're going through because I've been there. Heck, I'm still there. I'm a mama of three boys, my husband works away, and I'm still 100% a work in progress. But I feel like I've really figured some things out that have helped pull me out of the trenches, and I wanna bring as many other mamas up with me We all deserve to experience joy, peace, and fulfillment, regardless of the season we're in. We are going to get super intentional and super practical. I am going to provide you with manageable and meaningful wins every single episode. Lighter days are coming, my friend. So take my hand and let's get started. Hey guys, it's Heidi Cherkoff here at Solo and So Well Podcast. 
How is it going? Today we are chatting about ways I have six tips for you to improve both your sleep cycle and your sleep quality. Not gonna lie, this is an area I've been slacking in lately and I am working on tightening it up again because I love what it does for me, how it makes me feel, who I am and how I show up in this world and as a mother when I'm prioritizing good sleep habits. I've actually already done an episode on sleep. That's number eight if you want to go check it out. And that one is specifically if you are finding yourself waking up more days than not, tired, grumpy, irritable, short with your kids, and you are ready to change that. If that is you, go give that a listen. It's got some really great nuggets in there for you. Sleep and rest is a form of self-care and self-love, you guys right? Like in one of the most basic and essential forms, the more we pour into ourselves here, take care of ourselves, aka prioritize proper rest, the better we feel. The more we have to give, the better we can take care of our family. (laughs) How we can show up as a better functioning human being and be more like the mama we want to show up as on a regular basis. Sleep and proper rest can make such a huge and wonderful difference. And just before we dive into this, I want to take a moment to recognize something, something to hold space, compassion, and grace for. Be mindful of the season you are in right now. Acknowledge that there's only so much you can control. And if you are in a season with babies, young kids, midnight musical chairs, family bed edition, just do your best to get sleep when and where you can. Control what you can and surrender to what you can't. Don't put pressure on yourself to prioritize sleep so much that when you're not, it stresses you out acknowledge and embrace the season you are in and know that it is only a season. Less demands, less disruption, full night sleep are coming. They are coming, my friend. And know that even with all of the life stuff happening with a young family, you can still prioritize your quality of sleep with better sleep habits. For now, it's just about doing the best you can in this area. Okay? Just doing the best you can. And in doing so, and in doing the best you can to prioritize both sleep cycle and both your sleep cycle and quality, it is going to support and benefit you dramatically. It is going to improve your mood, your energy, help you experience less fatigue and irritability, have a positive impact on your immune system, and truly contribute to the amount of peace and joy you experience throughout your day. You guys, sleep manages stress levels and keeps cortisol low, okay? Sleep manages stress levels and keeps cortisol low. Cortisol is our stress hormone. We want to keep that low. Sleep cleanses toxins from our brain to ensure proper nervous system function. A daily bedtime routine creates a neural pathway that signals the body, signals to the body it's time to turn off and rest. Okay, are you ready? The six tips I have for you to improve your sleep cycle and sleep quality are number one, AM sunlight exposure. 
By now, you have probably already heard people talking about your circadian rhythm, which, simply put, is the natural cycle of physical, mental, and emotional behavior changes that the body goes through in a 24-hour cycle, in which light and darkness have the hugest, hugest impact on. There are many benefits to getting AM exposure, and most of them point to improving your sleep cycle and quality. Go Google them to really plant in the why. The why practicing this every day is so important. Every day, trying to get out as early in the day as possible. Get outside and get at least 15 minutes of natural light exposure without sunglasses. And even if it's not sunny out, you are still getting the benefits, even on a cloudy day. If you can't get outside, a nice big window is the next best thing. And if you can't do that for whatever reason, there are lights that you can buy for this. But make this a priority early in the morning. And it's not only going to improve your mood and energy levels, it will help you in shutting down at bedtime. Number two, consistent bedtimes. Do you go to bed around the same time every night? Do you have a routine that supports sleep and sleep quality? Going to bed around the same time every night will start to set your internal clock for when it's time to shut down. And having a bedtime routine that you stick closely to every night helps signal to your body and your brain that it's time to rest. Number three, avoid blue light one hour before bed, okay? Screen times, phone, uh, computer. This should be a part of your simple bedtime routine. I do have a hard time with this one, especially since I started working from home and yeah, fitting it in with kids. I find I'm doing that more at the night, Uh, but I'm trying to be better. And because it really does make such a huge difference in how I'm able to shut my brain down, when I do. Blue light stimulates your brain. It activates it. And that is not what you want when you're, when you're preparing to shut down and rest well in the near future. So if you want to get some TV or scrolling in after a busy day of momming, that's okay. Do it. Just be aware of this. It may be the culprit of your busy brain taking a really long time to fall asleep and disrupted, fragmented, fragmented sleep once you do. Number four, avoid caffeine and alcohol late in the day. Super quick awareness pieces for you about caffeine and alcohol and how they affect your sleep and sleep quality. Let's start with caffeine. You may or may not already know this, but caffeine does not actually give you energy. It just temporarily blocks a neurotransmitter that's job is to signal that you are tired, okay? So you're not actually getting energy, you're just not feeling tired. And if we are ignoring the signals our body is giving us that we are tired, letting us know that we're tired, we are probably not going to prioritize giving our body the proper rest it actually needs, right? Caffeine also stays in your system for up to 12 hours. So if you have a cup of coffee at noon, it's still filtering through your body and is having an effect on you at midnight. So just just to be mindful of that. Alcohol. We have been wired to think, and especially in today's mom culture, that alcohol helps us with stress, helps us relax and wind down. 
And while it can help us fall asleep, it actually majorly affects the quality of sleep we are getting, our sleep cycle, causing disruptions and having a less restorative sleep. It impacts our mood and our stress response. It throws off the balance of the feel-good neurotransmitters that are responsible for helping us feel our best and can contribute to mood disorders like anxiety and depression. And not just while we're drinking, even into the next day, and can have long-lasting implications. I'm not saying alcohol is bad, don't do it. I'm just saying be aware. I'm saying be aware. Be aware of how it may be impacting you, even in moderation. Okay, number five, avoid eating within three hours of bedtime. When we eat before bed, it disrupts our body's natural sleep-wake cycle. It affects the quality of sleep we are then getting. We are putting our our metabolism to work, which requires energy, which we don't want when we are trying to shut our systems down for a restful and restorative sleep. Ideally, you want to give your body a full three hours to properly digest everything, before you intend to be asleep. I had already been aware about of not eating before bed, but more for weight management benefits. Understanding how late night eating impacts your sleep is fairly new to me, but it makes total sense. Okay, number six, incorporate a stillness practice before you go to bed. Try and get just 10 minutes of stillness in before bed. This gives you time to reflect, digest, process so that you can better turn off and shut down when it's time. Maybe you include your gratitude or your prayer or prayer here. Just allow some space to be still, to just be. You can do 10 minutes of journaling, unpack the day that way. Stillness can also involve some gentle movement like stretching, swaying, or rocking. You can find some really great Uh, guided meditations on whatever app you're using. I actually did one last night and it was really good. I have gotten out of the habit of doing this, but I love, love when I do. I've been doing my stillness in the mornings and flocked and doing them in the evenings, but I did it last night and it was so nice, you guys. So yes, I'm definitely going to incorporate that back into my bedtime routine. That is it, my friend. Six tips for you to improve both your sleep cycle and sleep quality, even as a busy mama with babies, a young family, multiple midnight disruptions, even and especially as a mom who is on her own a lot, solo parenting, on day and night duty. This can and should be something you are prioritizing, and it will make such a huge difference for you in this season. Okay, so just to recap, one, AM sunlight exposure, two, consistent bedtimes, three, avoid blue light one hour before bedtime, four, avoid caffeine and alcohol late in the day, five, avoid eating three hours before bed, six, incorporate a stillness practice before going to bed. I hope this serves you well. I know this has been such a great reminder for me. It's Monday today. Don't wait to start trying some or all of this. Start this week. Start today and start experiencing all the amazing benefits of prioritizing and improving your sleep cycle and quality. 
And don't let this overwhelm you. You guys start with one or two things this week. And then if that's feeling good, add one or two more next week in three to six weeks, you will have hit all six of these tips and you are going to feel so much better for it. And I would love to hear from you and keep updated about how it goes for you. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That way, not only do I get to see and hear all of your wins, so do other mamas that could maybe really benefit from this right now. You can also help get this message out by sharing this episode directly with a friend. Or you can share on social media in your stories or on your wall. You can take me on Instagram at Heidi Turkop. I'm not super active on Instagram these days, but I would love to see and know what you're sharing, liking, and resonating with. And never hesitate to contact me directly in my DMs on Instagram or at hello at HeidiTurkoff.com. Okay, have a wonderful rest of your week, you guys. You got this. Sleep well. Hey mama, I hope this episode made you feel seen and cared for, that you're leaving with some practical tools and knowledge that you can start using today. Could you do me a favor? If you had any takeaways during our time together, could you head over and subscribe to the show? And if you have time, give it a quick five-star rating and a little review. It would mean so much to me. And it's the absolute best way to get this content into the hands and hearts of other mamas who need it. If this episode made you think of someone that could benefit from it, send it to them. We are all on this journey together. And if you're looking for some extra support to make it through the day with a little more peace, joy, and fulfillment, and you appreciate a good checklist, go to the show notes and download my free resource, Five Ways to Win the Day. Okay, friend, until next time, you got this. Stay well.